The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Tuesday edition. And we're so glad you're with us this Tuesday morning as you give us an opportunity uh, to be in the Word of God with you just for a few moments. And our goal for the next 10 minutes is hopefully to be an encouragement. And today we're going to be looking at the second half of Ecclesiastes chapter number 4. And I hope today that what we're going to look at will be a help. And I will say that when you get into the topic we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about relationships and friendships or really relationships and the realm that they would cover and the importance of what we see as Solomon put in Ecclesiastes, um, this can be one of those, can be one of the most encouraging parts of your life, can also sometimes be one of the hardest parts of our life. So let's evaluate scripture for a few moments and hopefully it'll give us some thoughts as to what God intended and what God desires for us in this area of our life. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, I'm going to begin reading in verse number 8. Solomon says this, There is one alone. And there is not a second, yea, he hath neither child nor brother, yet is there no end of all his labor. Neither is I satisfied with riches, neither saith he, for whom do I labor and bereave my soul. This is also vanity, yea, it is of sore travail. So he finishes, as we noticed last time, the first eight verses referencing the loneliness, kind of a leadership and things of that nature. Now what he's going to do is transition. He's talked about uh, the struggle of loneliness, and now he's going to transition to verse number nine and talk about the importance of relationships and things of that nature in our life. Verse nine, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one who lifts them up is fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he, uh, for he hath not yet another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? Verse 12, And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and threefold cord is not quickly broken. Now you look at these verses, he's simply speaking of the aspect of relationships. And he's walking through the idea of the importance of having people in your life that will help you and encourage you. Now when I said at the beginning of this, sometimes the topic we're going to talk about today can sometimes be one of the most exciting and but also can be one of the most complicated. Let me explain what I mean by that. Um, it, 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 more than likely you have a family member that is truly a huge encouragement to you. And you're like, man, I, I don't know what I would do without this. My parents or my, my mother, father, brother, sister, cousin, whatever. Uh, but then you might be able to say, or the opposite end of that is, I tell you, this scenario, this person, and I really thought they'd be help, but when I think about it, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just hurtful. And here's what I have learned, what I've learned in my life and, and in counseling and watching people and reading and all of this and also experience um, when the closer you get to somebody, the greater someone, the closer you get to somebody in a relationship, and this can be professional, it can be in friendship, it can be intimate, it can be you know marriage, things of that nature. The closer you get, the more you let someone into your life. Two, one of two things is going to happen. One, the greater encouragement you can get. I mean, they literally can be a lifeblood for you in life, but they can also be the greatest chance to hurt because the more you let them know, the more you can be hurt. And so I think it's important that we understand a couple things about relationship. I've actually got five 
things written, four things written down that I thought are important for us as we evaluate the idea of relationships. Now, obviously, um, the first thought I have written down is we need them. We need relationships. Solomon said the importance. If you're alone and you find yourself in a bit of a crisis, how are you going to, when you fall, who's going to be there to pick you up? Who's going to be there to hold you up? Who's going to be there to encourage you? Who's going to be there from, for you in the worst time of your life making worse decisions? Because loneliness exasperates other scenarios as we know that. So when you look at them, you look at the fact that we need relationships. And so now here, here's what happens when we see this. We look at Ecclesiastes. He talks about the need, the importance of them, because loneliness breeds so many other problems. Now let me add into this aspect if we need them, an important principle. The Bible tells us in Proverbs, um, he that hath friends must show himself friendly. I think it's important that sometimes we get the idea of relationships. I just wish somebody would reach out to me and I really, I don't have any friends and no one likes me and no one's reaching out to me. There's an important part in that verse that I think we all need to recognize. And don't get me wrong, what I'm about to say is not easy, but it is extremely important in life. And it simply says, he or she, those who are going to have friends must show themselves friendly. The simple principle is this. If you are not going to reach out, be friendly, and strive to develop relationships and friendships, you probably won't have them. There's generally not going to be somebody, there's not going to be a lot of people who are going to reach out to you simply because they see that you're not a friend. Sometimes, you know, what happens when you see someone sitting in the corner, what that person's probably like, I wish I had a friend, and I don't know what's wrong with me, why won't people talk to me? But you know what happens, that's what's going through our mind, but what someone else might see when they see that is, I don't know, maybe that person, maybe they don't want us around. The problem is we don't know what's going through the mind of other people. So we don't know how to respond to it. And simply what Solomon said in Proverbs is, if you're going to have friends, sometimes you have to take the first step. Sometimes you have to reach out to be the one, to be that friend. You know, you see someone else struggling, you say, or you say, I wish somebody would come to me. Maybe that's why God's of saying, step out. Well, if I'm going to get hurt, I'm going to get this. Here's what I've learned. If you think every time you step out in friendships, you're going to get hurt, you're going to find some reason to step away. That's what we do. And our fear of getting hurt or being hurt again or whatever it would be, what we do is we just kind of keep everybody at arm's length and so nobody can hurt us. And then we sit back lonely. Unfortunately, we'll talk about this in a second. It's not always easy to have relationships. But as we see in the verses we've read, we need them. Can I tell you a couple more thoughts in the area? So we need them. We need to step out of our comfort zone to develop them. Number three, they make us outside. They make us think outside of ourselves. Why are relationships so important? Because when you have somebody else in your life that you're trying to develop a friendship with, it requires you to think outside yourself. Again, it goes back to the verse we just talked about. If my relationship's all about me and they need to do for me, I will become extremely lonely because at some point you can only pull from a relationship so much. Relationships demand that I give as much as I take. It's, it, one counselor put it this way. I thought it was a great way to put it. Marriage relationships, really every relationship that's gonna be healthy, very much like a bank account. I can take out, I can withdraw so much, but I can only withdraw as much as I've placed into that bank account. At some point it's empty and I can't take anything out. That's any relationship, my marriage, my family, my friends. If I'm not doing something to invest into my relationship, then I have nothing to take from it. I'm going to drain the other person of any desire for them to wanna to help because I can only do so much. So if I want something from it, I need to give to it. And by the way, that's the way it works. As I give, and by the way, when I'm giving to relationship, you know what's great about that? I'm giving to somebody who needs it, 
It helps me to kind of stop being overwhelmed or shall we say overly consumed with myself and helps me to lean into the other people. That's a healthy way to look at it. And as I do that, God will take care of my needs. He'll give me other people to help or he'll deal with my scenario when I'm not even consumed about it. And he'll help. That's the way God wants it. The best way to solve one of your problems that's consuming you is to try to invest into someone else's situation. Principle four, um, remember this. Relationships can be rocky. You know this. This is sometimes the reason we just shove people away. If you've ever been hurt, there's a natural tendency in your life to say, I don't want to let anybody else into my life and I'm going to keep them at arm's length and I don't care. And while we can say from a human mindset it kind of makes sense, I'm going to state it doesn't. Just because you've been hurt does not take away your God-created need for relationships. And as long as, if you keep people at a distance, and then what you do, you keep them at a distance and you get angry for them being at a distance. We've all done it. I don't want people around me, but then I get mad that no one's around me. And when I'm all alone and I find myself, what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, I'm alone, I'm fallen, and no one there to pick me up. The reason is no one there to pick me up is I've not let anybody close enough to do it. And generally, it comes down to me doing that. Now, this is where it can be sometimes hard to listen to and hard to think about because we love to say it's not fair, I don't have friends because no one's helping me, but we forget that sometimes the reason we don't is ourselves. It's hard to look at. We know that, but it is a great biblical principle and maybe be written. Let me give you one last thought before we close. And principle number five is friend relationships make us better. Proverbs 27, 17, um, iron sharpeneth iron, so a friend sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Now, the idea of iron sharpening iron is simply you take some kind of tool like an axe or a knife and you sharpen it. Well, how do you do it? You put it up against a stone or something that sharpens it. Well, what are you doing? You're, you're ripping away, you're, you're kind of scraping away the dullness of a blade and you're scraping away part of the blade to make it sharper. That's how you do it. So when iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens the countenance of a friend, a friend's going to come and they're going to kind of rub up against me to help me see the parts of me that are not good to make me better. This is not a matter of a friend covers up all my weaknesses or just accepts me as in. By the way, a good relationship, that person will accept me as I am. But in a good relationship, in a healthy relationship, they will accept me as I am, and they will help me to become better. You can't, you know, the idea of, well, I am who I am, people need to accept it. Well, that's one, first of all, none of us do that. <laughs> uh, we get frustrated, people treat us a certain way, so we need to treat, you know, we need to be careful in that area that we, we expect the same thing, but here's a simple point. A good friendship, a healthy relationship, the world says a good friendship, I'm talking at a biblical healthy relationship, will help me become better, and sometimes it means they come along and they kind of rub up against me in a way I don't like, but it's not to make me angry. It's help me to see how I can become a better husband, a better a wife, a better father, a better mother, a better friend, a better uh, Christian, whatever it is. They will strengthen me. And it's done by helping me to see my weakness and become stronger. You need friends around you like that. Now, the world's, you know, we don't always think it that way. Well, just love me the way I am. And a good friend will. But a good friend will love me as I am and then help me to become better. That's a healthy relationship. That's the part that years down the road, I will see that person has made me better. Love me where I am. Help me to become what God wants me to be. Those are the just some five simple thoughts in healthy relationships. It's not always easy. We know that, but it is important. It is powerful. It is biblical. And I hope today that we will strive to say, Lord, help me to take those steps to develop what you want for me, how you've created me and how I can be healthier in my life. Well, thanks for joining us on this Tuesday. I hope it's a help. I hope it's an encouragement. Um, some of the thoughts today we talked about can be a little bit, uh, sometimes not easy to look at, but they're so helpful. And they are biblical, and may they be an encouragement to us as we take a step 
I'll tell you, there's so many things in relationships. We could spend all week talking about this, and we won't. But I'm encouraging you. These simple truths are there. And while sometimes it's not always as easy as it sounds, ultimately it is what God desires of us. So may we strive to do all we can to uh, follow His principle and to be and to develop the relationships that God desires us to do. Thanks again for joining us on this Tuesday. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.